BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Happy Friday. We made it to Friday, and we got a lot to talk about. We've got some crazy movers. You guys know about that. we got all-time highs. You also know about that. Um, so we'll try to cover as much of it as we can. That's the plan for the day. Kenny Glick will be our guest in around 13 minutes or so. Um We'll try to keep the conversation PG-13, but with Kenny, never can't promise anything here. So smash that like button. We are It's going to be a show. I can promise you that. It's going to be a show today. Um, Joel, let's just start with the overall market, then we'll get into the fun stuff here. Okay. Like, I, I, I guess the overall market is the fun stuff because we're at all-time highs. So Yeah. Uh, it's uh, The market took that dip off that all-time closing high of 41.75. Uh, we're currently up four handles, 45.75, just not pre-market high right there, 45.48. Can't give you any resistance when there isn't any resistance. Uh, trading at new all-time highs. Crude up 78 cents at 83.28. We got a little silly yesterday when we went to 83.96, so that's a target on the upside. Uh, gold, uh, people like gold today, up 11.70, 17.93.60. Need to get over that $1,800 hurdle. Silver, that's in the green by 24 cents at 24.41. Bitcoin, that's quiet this morning. It's up 640, 63,550. These are the futures. And Ethereum, that's up $54 at 41.37 and a quarter. Well, there's some days where we bring Triple D in and he's got a great handle on the market. He's feeling good. And today, it's bizarro day, right, Dennis? It is. It's a lot of weird things happening today. Relationships all over the place and a mess today. When my relationships are a mess, you know I'm having a bad day. Um, you know, just like simple stuff like TLT trading higher and the banks trading higher right along with it. I mean, the IWM is up 85 cents. There's a hell of a lot of stocks that are down today, so they got to buy something. So they're going in and buying the banks and buying commodity stocks. It's kind of what they're buying. There's a hell of a lot of stocks that are green too, though. So it is a very weird day. There's just no rhyme or reason. I mean, you've got some stocks getting hit pretty hard, and then you've got other stocks trading in the green. I mean, the best indicator last night was obviously the snap news, which took Ooh. the entire market down. I've never seen never seen snap like a stock as small as snap take the entire market Why? down I know. that is exactly what happened give us the details mr israel because what? this is a okay. snap sell-off all right I was gonna, I, okay I, I was gonna get to snap later i want i thought we no were... it's the most important thing to talk about so all obviously right. dwac i know you all want to talk dwac and we're gonna talk a long time about dwac so don't worry we all okay. had trades in it we all have seller's remorse in it. Every single person <laughs> in the world has seller's remorse in it because it's trading at an all-time high and it looks like it wants to go to triple digits. But, okay, let's let's come back to DWAC in a second because this snap okay. news 
is more important for the majority of market investors. Okay, we're going out of order today. So the Snapchat, if you only looked at the headline numbers, you would think, oh, it, it, it's not bad. Earnings per share beat uh, and their sales missed a little bit. Um, but their sales guidance was light. And here's why. They basically blamed two things. They blamed Apple. They said, remember last quarter, everyone? Remember when Snapchat blew, blew it away? And they said, yeah, we've seen no effect from Apple. Uh, the Apple's uh, privacy change, it's, it hasn't affected our users, uh, our ability to, to, to monetize our users at all. Um, well, that's not the case this time around. They, they said the exact opposite. Um, turns out Apple's privacy changes are affecting them. And in addition to that, they blamed, uh, what else, global supply chain problems for what they called a weaker appetite for advertising right now. Because I guess why would you want to advertise? Why would you want to spend money on advertising if you know that you're, no one's going to be able to get your product anyway? So you might as well wait till next quarter. So uh, they blamed Apple. And uh, for light guidance, and the stock got hammered, hammered. Yeah, and it wasn't just the stock that got hammered. It was everything to do with anybody who's got anything to do with that app store, apparently. Because Facebook, you know, your $14, or the, the advertising model, sorry, $14, it's down. But it was down 25 on this headline from Snap. You had Google at one point in time was down almost 100 points almost 100 points on Google. They didn't even say anything. This is all from the Snap commentary. Like, that's knocking Google down and Facebook down. And then, because the queues aren't falling far enough, this absurd market doesn't even know what to do. The Arabs don't even know what to do. So they start buying Microsoft. So if you look at Microsoft right on this news, Microsoft has a wicked spike up to $313 because the Arabs are going, well, hell. Q's are hardly aren't down enough here yet. So and Google and Facebook just lost, you know, a significant amount. So we gotta buy something. So they start buying Microsoft. I'm like, Microsoft rallies two dollars on the Snap headline. And I'm like, well, I can't even understand this. And it came right back into Microsoft, so it was an awesome fade. But it just goes to show the arbitrage effects in this market are just incredible. The ETF arbitrage effects, you know, with Microsoft rallying on it because the Arabs are all like, What the hell do we do? So the bots. So anyways, we've had a, a nice bounce now in Facebook and Google. I mean, Facebook hit huge support. I know we're not talking Snap as much because Snap isn't as widely owned as Facebook and Google. So we have bounced out of those areas. But this was a Snap sell-off in the entire market last night. And obviously, the market has come back here this morning by the dip, wins the day again. It just always wins the day, it seems like. I mean, we're at all-time high. So obviously, it always has won the day. Um, but... It was some pain last night for, and, and there still is some pain in some individual stocks. Yeah, well, let's, uh, let's go to the snap first. It's it is coming back uh, a little bit. There, that's your main catalyst. I mean, they just took this straight down. You got that that instant reaction, and uh, the pre market low probably is say fifty two forty eight. And uh, what's amazing, you rallied back. The highest level you've hit since that is just on the last bracket. It's 61.14. So if you're actually 61.20. So if you're looking for more upside, you know, I think you got to get above 61.20. And now with, you know, being that far off the low, I, I think you find buyers here if you if you start to go back down again. It really thickened up, I mean, after that spike low. So that's what I'm thinking. I don't own it. I don't have anything to do with it. I I don't want to own it, so I'm not going to be looking at it today or but that's long the term point. at all. You don't own Snap, and it's still impacted uh, the majority of a lot of other people's portfolios in the way of Google and Facebook. And how many other companies you know are we talking about being potentially impacted by this? I know Twitter, obviously, is your obvious sell-off there oh. as well, which in Twitter I still think, and I'm going to say – you know, if this DWAC story continues to remain hot, I think the money could come out of Twitter there, too. I'm surprised it didn't sell off more ahead of, you know, obviously it's a snap sell off this morning for Twitter. But I'm surprised they weren't hitting Twitter yesterday off this DWAC. And maybe that's the segue into DWAC. I'm, I've never seen a move like this, you know, and I feel like I feel like I got, you know, really wrong. I mean, I, I, I thought it would bounce out of the 10 area, but I thought it would go to like 12. $82. I'm like, I, I way underestimated, one, the power of Reddit, two, the power of Trump 
you know, like just, you know, the, the, the media following, obviously, that this is going to get major media. And, um, you know, just just to say, like, I, I believe this became the number one stock mentioned on Reddit yesterday. Um, I do believe that you saw weakness in AMC, you saw weakness in GameStop, you saw weakness in some of these other meme stocks yesterday, because the money was coming out of those stocks to go into DWAC. Like we talk about, you know, we talk about this on our educational event too. You have this like retail Reddit, you know, you know, uh, money, like this, that, this huge amount of speculative cash that chases the next hot story and it moves to chase the next hot story and it goes into the next hot story. This DWAC is the epitome of all of that. This became the hottest story that maybe we've seen ever above GameStop because you had a stock go from $10 to $83 now in less than 24 hours. I'm not sure I've ever seen that. I probably discounted it because it was a SPAC and SPACs have been in the garbage for a long time. But holy mackerel, um, uh, that's unbelievable. I know you made a trade on it. I made a trade on it. I bought it. Don't even ask where I bought it because I bought it really low. And I sold it really low. <laughs> and, and Spencer, I know you actually did a lot. You made four points on it. Which wait, wait, wait. I, I, I don't know if you guys saw it. Enver, do that again uh, so we can show the people uh, how, how Dennis and I are doing this morning. Uh, I don't know if you can do it again. Let's what did see. he do? Uh, he just—it was uh, just up on the screen there. But if you were watching, then you may have missed it because it was—it was quick. Um, oh, a bunch of money. There it is. Yeah, no, that, that wasn't me. <laughs> I wasn't making—I wasn't making eighty points on this. There were no, seventy no. points on this DWAC. No, me I neither. thought I, I said it on the show. I was like, when it got down like the ten fifties, ten sixties, like I don't know, if it's going to go all the way down to ten. But I'm like, you're going to have huge support at ten, and I kind of thought it could bounce to like the elevens, maybe even the twelves. But I said on the show, I was like, 19's long gone, or 22 that we talked about the pre-market high. I was long gone, never getting there again. It got yeah. there like in an hour. And then it just kept going and going and going and going. And the Reddit, this is an eye-opener for every trader out there, is that there may have never have been a more influential group of traders than Reddit. You know, like what they did with GameStop, what they've done with some of the meme stocks, what they've done with DWAC, and I believe it's all retail-driven here, and obviously algorithmic-driven chasing retail as well. So the algos in there too, don't kid yourself. But the story, I mean, we're in this market where story carries stocks 10 times further than you ever think they could. And I way underestimated the story of Trump here, so that's on me, obviously. I could have made a lot of money on it because I did buy it at a really good price. And I sold it thinking, like, I did not see anything like this ever coming, Joel. So, and Spencer, I know, like, you had, like, 13 to you, 17, right? You should have seen me. So, I said, uh, I'm live trading. I was like, I'm going to sell this thing. The first red candle that we get, the first red 15-minute bar that we get, I'm done. And it took it took a little while. But it, it came at like eleven thirty, I think. Or, uh, this no, was no, no. I got came... traders in the chat saying this isn't WSB. I mean, this was the number one stock on Wall Street bets. They've actually, I believe, taken it off this morning. It's mentioned so much. Am I incorrect with that? What do you mean? I, I believe it off? this was the number one stock mentioned on Wall Street bets. Yesterday. Um, that's not. I, I'm seeing it's among the most mentions. It, it's it, if you go to the top of the page right now, there are like a couple of posts. This, about this it, but... is this was the number one stock on Reddit and Wall Street bets yesterday. But this isn't just Reddit. So I, I maybe I should no, correct no, myself. Yeah, this is clarify. all social media, right? You yeah, go you DWAC, know. you know, and I and, and I've talked about this on the show. Go DWAC. Go to your Twitter. Type yeah. in DWAC. Go dollar DWAC and go to latest. Don't go to top. Top sucks. Go click latest. <laughs> Do you know how many tweets are happening on DWAC? There's one a second. This is on just Twitter. There's one a second. So maybe we shouldn't call just Reddit. This is retail frenzy at its best. You know, I've never seen a stock, Joel, on Twitter getting mentioned once a tweet once a second on dwac like you go to latest on a normal stock if it's like just a small cap like nothing stock it might have a few mentions that day you know you go to apple and it's got one every few minutes you go to dwac right now it's got a tweet every second everybody 
is talking about this stock. So you've got Wall Street bets, you've got Twitter, you've got probably Discord, you've got every social media platform that is frenzying around this stock. And you know what? I, I'm, I'm I, you see it go to 86 now. Why not 100? Why, like, why not? I mean, it's come this far. I don't know. I was looking at it last night and saying, should I buy it at 66? Because it's probably going to 100. Why not? Yeah, exactly. I have no position in it. I don't really. I did, obviously, yesterday. Sold it way too soon. Spencer did the same thing. We sold it way too soon. Way underestimated the power. I can't believe it. If you're holding this stock and still holding it from $10, you are an unbelievable diamond hands. Yeah, you got an 800% gain in one day. I, that's incredible. Uh, yeah, and it's not just DWAC. There's also nope. PHUN Funware. Somebody somewhere unearthed an article in USA Today from a year and a half ago about the, the Trump the Trump campaign app partnering with Funware. And now Fun is going to the moon, apparently, just, too. Just speculating that Trump might do something with Funware. Just yeah. speculating. Just a speculative. Trump market is back here. I mean, now you've got to look and, you know... Where, you know, we, we obviously had this Trump market for a while. You know, we took Trump stocks, Trump stocks, and this was infrastructure. It was different things, you know, what, what Trump was going to help with when he got in in 2016. I mean, so now you've got to look at any potential rumor that, oh, man, you know, is this one over here or a mention or something? I mean, do we have to watch the Trump Twitter feed? Has Trump tweeted about this stock? Oh, he can't tweet. I forgot. No, he can't he's tweet. Gone. That's, the, That's point. the whole point to it all. How point. do you see what Trump is saying right now? Is there any way to see what he's saying? Or this is the whole point yeah, of the stock? He, he, is he we're going to be able to see what Trump he, is saying again? He sends out statements. He sends out press release statements. statements. Um, hey, uh, let's try. I'm trying to bring on Kenny Glick here. Trying to get his camera working. Uh, and now Kenny's gone. I He'll if be Kenny's back. trading this thing. He'll be back. Be um, whopping this this little guy. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, there's, there's nothing I would have worked say. really well. I mean, he's such an uptrend, you know, that VWAP's probably just chasing Maybe. Him. Okay, I, I don't know if Kenny's camera is working, but I but he's here. So I'm going to bring him on. Yep. And, and I think, oh, there it is. There we go. Kenny Glick, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning. What's up, y'all? Have you what? ever seen a stock move like this in one day? Eight, you know, like a small DWAC SPAC, first of all. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This yeah, well, I, I I just rolled in from Colorado, so I have, I don't really know what the hell you're talking about. What's up? I'm thinking about Trump, right? DWAC is what we're talking about. $10 SPAC yesterday. It's an $87 stock 24 hours later. Oh, right. My friend, my friend has the warrants here at eight cents. I think he's up 2.9 percent million percent. Yeah. Oh, no, it's like a re- it was 50 cents in the warrants this morning just for fun. DWACW. Dennis, come on. We've seen it before. What about what about broadcast.com? They were going to stream Victoria's Secret models on the Internet for the first time. The stock went from eight bucks to 220 that day. So I've seen it back to the tech bubble. Yeah, I've seen it before. 
And again, why not buy it now? Because 1750 gets you 20, 20 gets you 2250, 25, 30, 35, 40. If you get into the 50s, generally get to the 80s. If you get, if you get to the 80s, 80s you generally go. go to 120. <laughs> why one? not 120, then 250 today? Today. <laughs> today. No, no, why not? I know why, not? why wouldn't it? It's why not 250 today. It's a good question. I mean, I'm not coming in fading it, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> not gonna be the hero fading this one. Oh, are no you, way. And, you, and not, not for nothing. It just broke VWAP at 77 bucks, so I bought it. So it's blue lines for me. I don't care what it is. You 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 give me momentum and give me a VWAP break, 77 is getting me 120. I'm looking for 120 right now, and my stop's 80 bucks. So I'm I'm risking $3 to make 100 and, and 140 points on the trade right now. Why not? This is the environment we're in. This is 2021. This is the new normal, as everybody loves to say. The, I've seen this. I've seen this movie, and it's just better this time. It was it's 99. <laughs> it's better this time because there's actually more fluidity. There's more liquidity. There's more reasons to get involved in this casino. It's a government-sponsored casino this time. This is fantastic. And there are no commissions, Kenny. Exactly. So, I mean, I wake up in the morning, I press a button, I buy something at 77, it's at 93 now. What's to complain about? But everybody seems to find a reason to complain. Let this be the new way we do it. I love it. This is the greatest moment of our this lives. This the Kenny Glick market. This is. Not knowing about anything that we're buying, letters, prices, blue lines, and orange lines. This is my dream come true, and I'm not even trying to be funny here. You know, I was thinking with Kenny coming on, I'm like, I wonder what crazy stock. I wonder what's going to happen for Kenny, you know, because uh, just coincided with the workhorse. And then I was like, so I was, uh, this was before I saw you on the schedule coming on uh, for Friday. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen. I wonder what's going to be, you know, what crazy thing that Ken is going to want to talk about. So, yeah. uh, but it's, it's the, it's momentum market, right? That's the best way to put it. Absolutely. There, there's one of these every day. Look, we had a, we had a, we had a biotech stock ORPH. Will that ever get back to 77 bucks? No, but it went from two to 77 that day. You got ALF, you got ORF. I got a list of a hundred of them, you know, and then you want to go back and talk about a Ford. Hey, look, Ford options two weeks ago was a 300% move, a 500% move. So it's all about where you look. You know, you get 10 cent move on a $15 stock that hasn't moved in, you know, 20 years. You make 20 times your money on a Ford option play two weeks yeah. ago. So they're out there. This is just, you know, more exciting. And what where'd you think it was going to go? I mean, I, I saw it on the, on, I got off the airplane and we're talking about, it. I'm like, oh, this could be fun tomorrow. And here we are. I mean, this is insane. Um, Kenny Glick, for those who don't remember, was the first. He brought us Nic the the Nikola SPAC before <laughs> that converted last May, last June, twenty twenty. He was on that train early. So, uh, yeah, you Kenny does not care about the company. The he cares none of that. You don't care. You just care about the chart. And, I did. I did care about Tesla. And by the way, we dug up the article where I called it for it to go to four thousand. My call was. This is going to be one of those stocks where it's going to get to a point, they're going to split it, and everyone's going to buy it and bring it right back to the same price. So my call was for $4,000. we are here. This is it. So if Tesla can go from $125 a share to $4,000, where did we lose the idea that any stock could do that now? Any stock can do that because the right. we have now taken over the market. We, personally. We, these... The, the internet people have taken over the market, and it's oh, about time. We are controlling. It's not Goldman Sachs upgrading and downgrading. By the way, let's give a great – never forget the Goldman Sachs AMD downgrade of AM, – uh, Goldman Sachs downgrading AMD three times. Nobody knows anything. Nobody knows anything. You join in. You have some fun. Don't get greedy. That's what it comes down to. A little greed, a little bit of greed, a little bit of discipline goes a long way. Don't be too greedy. And a little knowledge of what you're doing, and you could join in on this frenzy. It's This is the greatest time to be a trader in the history of ever. By what do you use to find the idea? So are you just using scanners? Are you using Twitter? Where yeah. do you find the next DWAC? I'm just looking at the percentage gainers. It's always coming out of some $4 stock that goes from 80000 a day volume to $3 million in the morning. Yeah. right? And then suddenly that $3 million shares turns into a $40 million, like BBIG. BBIG, I still don't know what they do. The TikTok of India, great. That's I'm all in. 
I'm all in. I'm playing it up. I'm playing it down. It has options. Are and you then still in BBIG because the momentum's one. broke there? Like you get out usually when the momentum breaks, don't you? Right, and then and then I wait to see if it if it if the pump does not become an extreme dump and just go away like the ORF or or the ALF for an example. But then the volume comes back, it wakes up because the shorts. And again, I'm a shorter. We always think, all right, it's going back to zero. That's our mantra. All right, <laughs> going back to zero. And then when it doesn't go back to zero and gets that life again, the shorters who are still you know, waiting for it to go to zero, which I don't understand why they short a stock from at $4. What's your end game? Four more points. Yeah, but they get caught favorite. and they get squeezed again. And it's a lot more fun. You know, it's, sometimes it's more fun the second time around. Are you still in BBIG? No, that one, that one, I, 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 I luckily got out. I heard there was news coming. I don't want to be involved in the stock. When everyone's thinking the catalyst is going to be good, it's not good. When the catalysts that are good are the ones you don't know. And like, ooh, look at me. I'm surprised. Let's go. Like this thing. When everyone's thinking the catalyst is going to be good, it's never good. It's never good. So I got out and apparently, you know, I have I have a call spread on it because again, when you can lock yourself into a, you know, limited, limited, a limited, uh, you know, make a limited possible loss, then you can play these stocks, but never, never owning. I own Ford right now, Ford, SOFI. I own real stocks, the QQQ, SOFI, and Ford. That's my portfolio right now, and I'm loving it. <laughs> but I, most, I love- of the, most of the day trading is back. I trade every day. I've got my, my team. I've been showing them the VWAP, and it's been working extraordinary. Earnings season is our time to shine, and it's been it's been pretty much the greatest year of, I've had trading since 1999. No, no joke. Uh, okay, so just to play devil's advocate here, what would you say to people that are like, "Well, what, what, look what happened in 2000, right?" What happened in 2000? Yeah, 2000 I mean, was different. 2000, it wasn't that the market went up. I made more money in my my career on the way down because when rational thought takes over, even yeah. for 10 days, 10 minutes, or a year. I love shorting, and that's when you really get an idea of where a stock's going to go, and that's when your skill set comes into play. 99, everybody thought was this great year because the market went up every day. No, I played the crash. But this is this is the best trading I've seen because there's that much more activity. There's liquidity like I've never seen. I've never been able to trade pre-market like this. I still don't yeah. trade aftermarket, but trading pre-market just around VWAP with the volume coming into these $3 and $10 stocks is unbelievable. Why invest in the stock market right now when you could buy a $4 stock that goes to 8 before 9 o'clock? And then it goes from 8 to 50 in the regular session, and you just kind of manage your, just manage your money, realize what you're trading. You have no intentions of owning this thing. When the trade is over, get out because it's generally going to get a lot worse. This is kind of what the next name. I was young, obviously, in, you know, 1999, 2000, 2001, but I can kind of remember this same thing. Like, I can remember, remember Todd sitting beside us, Joel, in the trade office, and he was playing just like Kenny. He's like, well, you know, I'm buying Amazon because, you know, if it gets, you know, know, if it goes to, you know, $80 and it goes to 85 and then it goes to 85, we'll get you 90. And he would sit there and he'd make like 20% on Amazon. And this was the way Amazon was trading back then, like every day. Right. And I'm like, this guy just, and he was just trading the momentum a lot like Kenny would do. So it was like that environment times, like there was like a stock like DWAC. So I shouldn't say we've never seen it. We saw this all the time back in 1999 and 2000. Sure. Do you remember those days? Absolutely. I mean, it, this that's why, look, I'm the greatest. It's not, it's, <laughs> it's, it, because I've seen the movie before and now I have a skill to appreciate what I've learned for the last 25 years of doing this. I'm telling you, with VWAP as my sword of justice and my 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 truth teller right by my side, my head basher, it, if VWAP tells me to get out of some of these momentum trades and I ignore it, I deserve to lose my money. And that's how I'm playing them. And I played every single one. You haven't, you cannot name a stock that me and my crew were not involved in this year, not one. And we traded them pretty much perfectly. Other than the ones that get halted and they come back out of the hole three days later and you're screwed. If you just what was that? Did you have one of those? Tell us that story. Well, that was Orf. Yeah, some people got beat up by that. Yeah, got Orfed. And yeah, we definitely got Orfed. But (laughs) most of them, there's such liquidity that you can get out. And yeah, you're not going to catch the top. We're selling in the move. We're selling into the move. 
And even when they're crashing, you're covering on the bottom because you don't know when it's going to turn around and get squeezed again. But right now, I mean, the skill set that we had, and I'm telling you guys, if you don't use VWAP, you should. Um, and I got to I gotta get out to another seminar because I got to talk about what these guys are doing right now. So I've been doing, yeah. I've been doing a lot of morning shows lately and showing people how you want to trade this market. Use the VWAP. There's a lot of different, you know, a lot of different ways to look at it. But more importantly, guys, I'm having, there's a contest. I'm up for financial influencer of the year. I They're using that. bots against me. I need I you. I for you last night. Send me, put the link in the show. Help me win something without having to pay somebody off. Because I, I, <laughs> the guy in, just hey. went from 200 view, 200 votes to 3,700 votes in, in a day and a half. He's paying them. They don't want me to win. They don't want me to win. They're going to steal it from me. I you know who's the best influencer. I influence everyone. A lot of people say that I'm not a good influencer. Of course, I'm a good influencer. So influence <laughs> this. She influenced them. I, I, I just put I put your is that on your Twitter? Because I put your Twitter handle up on the screen there. So is it on your Twitter? I'm gonna put it in the room right here. Hold okay. on a second. Okay. Drop it in the room. Add, add hit the radio. Votes for Ken. Yeah, votes I'm the guy Ken. that's we wearing the Ken. criminally negligent T-shirt. That's my that's my mantra. Criminally negligent. Somebody somebody called me that once about eight years ago, and I went with it. She said. You really shouldn't say the market's never going to go down. It's kind of criminally negligent on your point. Is it? Where are we now? Well, well, the Qs are up 300 points since that conversation, Gail, if you're out there. But listen. <laughs> not naming names. Not naming names, right? Not naming names. But this is it, people. If you are losing money in 2021, call me. I will save you from yourself. Oh, I man. feel like I need to be saved right now. <laughs> Kenny, man, we, we love it as always. Thanks for I, I, I one more question Wait, because more... this is where I run into trouble. I yeah. get, you know, the entries and I do well at the entries. The exits I've always sucked at. I always sell too early. You know, oh. like I'm in DWAC and I sell way too early. But that's all right. How do you hold for like an 800% gain? Is it possible? Yes, you okay. sell into the move and then you have what's called the FU lot. That's the lot where you don't care and you let it ride. You let the little if you got 800 ride. shares and you sold in 5, 10, 15, 20 point increments, you got that last lot, then you say, yeah, let's see what happens here. Maybe it does go you to one. don't care about it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Make that's, that's the only way. Size and key to holding. So you got Put your some, size and then exactly. slowly, you know, you Put the Lone Ranger music the on. That, whenever I hold that little piece at the end, you know what happens? It comes all the way back down. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Look, the they sell it all. <laughs> the last lot, the last lots that I don't care a lot. But my God, this is, uh, I didn't think we'd have these conversations again. Thank God we are. It's fantastic. I got to run. I'll see you guys right. later. Thanks, Thanks for having me on. Thanks, Let's come back to this one next week. Definitely. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Glick, everyone, at hit the bid. Here's his Twitter handle. It's up on the screen. At hit the bid radio on Twitter. Uh, worth the follow. Uh, chat was all over that. They loved him. Uh, so Kenny's always uh, good. Always, always good to hear from Kenny. Let's let's move on here. Let's go uh, to Beyond Meat. Beyond Meat. What the hell just happened to Beyond Meat? Go go to it. Okay, holy. It's I... it's, it's getting orfed. Getting orfed. Beyond Meat is getting orfed right now. So they, they just okay. cut guidance. So they just pre they just pre reported. Yeah, they were they were not on the calendar. No, they no, they they came in to update the third quarter, and the update is not. They good. just pre-reported, so they had given yeah. guidance. They had given guidance. They had given sales guidance for the for the last quarter of a range of 120 to 140 million dollars. They just now this morning, like a minute ago, yeah, came out and said, "Oh, forget the 120 and 140. It's actually going to be like 106 million." Yeah. So yeah, growth stock. And not growing, and now you're breaking down through all support levels. Ooh. So there's some certain stocks I love buying the dip on, but when you take out, and we've talked with 100 support and beyond meat, this was the level of all levels. So you got the April low, yep. 99.86, the May low, 142, the recent October low, $98. And now you look at it through all of that on terrible guidance. So now old resistant or old support 100 becomes new resistance so keep that in mind if you're trading beyond me today i would think massive epic super duper as joel would say resistance up at 100 it's a nice short opportunity if it gets up to 97 98 99 we can somewhat limit the risk that's 94 i'm a little bit too far away from my short if somebody is paying attention and selling it through that good job 
obviously, because the stock is there you, you know, go. Catch it with the low. momentum. Catching it going down. through the level. Bounces back to that level, I think would be a good selling opportunity. So ugly, I will not be buying the dip in uh, Beyond Me today. Wow. Uh, your your next monthly level is uh, 88.51. That was your May 220 low. So uh, we're only five bucks away from it. And that boy, just quick. It had to be quick catch the news on that. Of course, Dennis mentioned the resistance, but uh, that's one monthly low, 88.51, if you're looking for a little bit more on the downside. That, that was the, we, so we took the show away nowhere. for a minute just because of that. I was trying to skip over Intel too because I own some shares of Intel in the long term portfolio. And man, value stocks, value investing is just it is just been tough. You keep thinking, oh yeah, value investing is back, and it was looking good for a couple of months. Value investing was coming back. This market is driven by story. This market is driven by hype. This market is not driven by P.E. multiples. And if you're coming into a stock thinking, ah, oh, it's pretty cheap here. Cheap stocks tend to get cheaper, a.k.a. IBM. With the IBM move yesterday, I looked at my Intel shares and I actually thought about selling them. And just for the simple reason is that they're not liking value stocks at all right now. Intel quarter actually wasn't that bad, but it doesn't matter. It's not a sexy story. It's not something that everybody wants to go into. It's something that analysts are definitely going to chase price on, which they all do this morning. The quarter wasn't that bad, but it doesn't matter. It's getting hit. And now you have, you know, the herd effect because every analyst downgrading the stock today because they can't think for themselves. They just have to come in and downgrade the stock after the stock moves down 10%. Thank you, all analysts who downgraded it this morning. Um, You know, it's just, and obviously I'm a little bitter about it because obviously I own this in the long-term account. Um, I've been all over it. I bought it at 53. I was looking okay at 56. Now it's at 50. I don't know what to say. It actually, it is a cheap stock, but cheap stocks get cheaper. I guess you just got to trade story. 50 bucks. Terrible. Uh, you want to give the numbers or it really doesn't, it was the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. My, my, my computer, my, my computer is being really dumb right now. It's kind of, it's being freezing up on me. So I'm sorry if I'm breaking up, but, uh, the headline numbers actually weren't terrible, but it did just, I think, throw the kitchen sink at this as far as all the bad news was, was concerned. They said that, they, they guided that their um, or their, their data center revenue uh, fell short of estimates, and they, they guided that down. Cloud services, they guided that down. Uh, they guided the gross margins down. They said the gross margins are actually going to fall for the next like two to three years. They're going to keep falling, and on top you of that, they say gonna stuff is going to be bad for two or three years. They did this before Intel. You I know, they did they the chip delay. And that was your clue. And, you know, it gets forgotten. And you know what? It'll probably get forgotten again. And there'll be a time where, you know, it'll pop back up again. But it seems like, you know, and we know support, a huge support of $45. So it's $5 lower than this. But if you can't say stuff, it's going to be bad for three years. No, So note to all the CEOs and CFOs and everybody's on these conference calls. If it's going to be bad for three years, don't project it out three years because it's not going to do wonders for anything. And, you know, let's be honest. Just what Kenny just said. Nobody knows anything. You don't know where the hell you're going to be in three years. In this in this world, supply chain, inflation, all kinds of different things, nobody knows where we're going to be in three years. So don't even try to project that far out. Buyers are 50. I want to bring it back to Spencer. I interrupted him. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, He's I mean, on top of that, this, on top of all that, the CFO is leaving. So, you know, that's never, never a good, good thing. Never a good. So, no. you know, we had even, that one, even if it's even if it's uh, on, uh, even even if it was known before and it's never a good thing. We had had Colby Howard on. Remember when uh, they, they switched? We never followed up with him. He's the one that analyzes the changes in the, in the C-suite. Maybe we should dig him up on this. But uh, you did get a bounce off 50 bucks just because it's a you know a psychological level. But if you look at the bottom right chart, man, oh, man, that $45 area. Look at all those monthly lows. One, two, man, there's at least a half a dozen monthly lows. Don't know if we'll see that 45 yet today. I will say, though, I mean, it hit 50. It's bouncing, but it's not like people are, you know, it, the reason it's not bouncing is all the short-term traders that picked it up at 50.05, 50.10, they're just flipping it out. Uh, so no no potential upside in this one. I, I even look at this area right here, 50.84 is uh, – 
is our resistance. I know it's pretty close. But I'm not buying the dip. I own nope. it talking against my book, and I'm not buying the yep. dip. Same here. I got it from higher. You have it still too, don't you? Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know. Yeah, no. I think maybe we should just stop diversification and just start going all in on the hot story of the day. <laughs> that's what seems to be making the money. And that's a little bit of sarcasm involved. Obviously, I've always been a big fan of diversification. DWAC, I think Kenny might have just got stopped out on that, but it's down to $77. But hot stock of the day. See, that's what I don't get, you know, like, you know, with the strategy. And I know Kenny is very good at trading the momentum. But when things are like that, you get you get these stops, you put these trading stops off. I always feel like I get stopped out. I mean, you know, and this is, you know, not my cup of tea trading a stock like DWAC. You guys know that I'm a relationship-based trader. But I'm looking at DWAC and I'm like, okay, I went to 93. Now it's back at 79. Now I'm stopped out. Now what often happens is the natural pullback. You can stopped out when it's pulling back. And now it starts climbing. And then it's at 100 later on. You're like, well, what the hell happened? I lost. You know, I got stopped out and the thing continued higher. It seems like um, when I'm trading those kind of stocks, which is maybe why I shouldn't trade those kind of stocks, is I always get stopped out. I don't know if anybody else in chat feels that way. Um, my computer is acting funky right now, so I apologize if I okay. uh, don't chime in. But there is a couple more earnings we could hit on, or we could just go go do some ticker time here. I mean, there was some. We had Chipotle last night. We had a, we had a, we had a couple more big big earnings reports. I don't know where anyone else wants to go. We can just go go to the chat. Um, but I, I I guess I guess maybe we could do Chipotle because it is it is one of the bigger ones uh, to report last uh, from last night and their earnings per share beat. Their sales beat. Their comps were up 15% year over year, uh, which I think was okay. They said they're raising their prices. I, I guess not not to be surprised with that. Shocking. Oh, yeah. No 2% inflation, though, as the Cleveland uh, Fed you know, was saying. Oh, yeah, we're running a little bit. We're, we're right there on target with our 2% inflation. It's just ridiculous. $1,800, Zach. This is... This is um... Can't really uh, give a lot of uh, put a lot of emphasis on the pre market action now, but I got a pretty good feeling on this one. Just this trading range that we've been in for quite a while. We are busting up near the upper end of that trading range. Seventeen seventy eight was the bottom. Eighteen seventy was the top. We had eighteen forty nine. So it's been in that range for a while. So. I'd, I'd kind of go with the momentum if it can bust above 1870, try and get back half of this move. Under the 1778, we're still like 100 bucks away from that. Uh, you got some room on, room on the downside here. But uh, the restaurant, yeah, I just wanted to check on um, what was the – was it Brinker? Was that the one yeah, that got hit? it was it, Eat. Yeah. It tried to come back that day, but boy, just sitting. They on the set lows. the bar low, though, for Chipotle. They did. They set the bar low for a lot of these restaurant stocks because they said a lot of bad stuff. And you're right. It didn't get, you know, and a lot of those other restaurant stocks actually did bounce back. DRI, they did. DRI traded down like 141 in the pre market. You won't see it on the chart, but it was. And DRI is, you know, trading higher here today and got it all back. So it actually slowly ended up being a buying opportunity for some of these restaurant stocks. I was even saying like Starbucks, which hasn't really moved since I said it, but I, I still think there's concerns there though. So I'm not going into those sectors. I think there's easier money. Obviously there's easier money as we were just talking about. If you just throw caution in the wind and chase the hottest stock. But um, I, I, I just think, you know, there it's not over for the supply chain problems. So Despite Chipotle, you know, looking, you know, okay, like they didn't have any issues. I don't know that they're not going to have issues going forward. I don't know that I want to jump into restaurants here. Okay, a couple stocks in the chat. What about PayPal? Let's talk about that PayPal move yesterday. What that was move. that? That was something else, wasn't it? They can't stop hitting it. So this is a serious move for a loved stock, and I mean PayPal is very loved. And at a certain point in time, you probably do think, okay, one. Does the Trump news change their opinion? I don't know if it does, but does it possibly change? Does the snap news even, you know, like not so much the Trump news, like that wasn't good for it, but the snap news, does it change their opinion on Pinterest? Because they're all related. I mean, if they're sniffing around here and they see- That's a great point. And they see, you know, Snapchat and Facebook and the advertising models. And I'm not sure how much that influences Pinterest. You know, I'm not, you know, the, the tech guru here. But I think there's going to be some impact. I think like, okay, well, maybe they don't want to pay $70 a share for Pinterest. I don't understand why they were doing it in the first place. I would like to have saw them go the square route. But 
you know, you saw some synergies when you talked about it yesterday, Spencer. Um, it's all e-commerce. I don't totally get it. The market obviously doesn't want them to do it. Stock price has spoken. I mean, there's no way PayPal would lose 30 points and lose, you know, over 10% in the last two days, if not for this rumor. So if for whatever reason, just saying scenario analysis, if for whatever reason it comes out, okay, yeah, they're, they're, they're out there not buying Pinterest, you'll see a huge rally in PayPal if that happens. So just, you know, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but you have to always be prepared. So at a certain point in time, PayPal is a stock I would buy the dip on. I'm not sure if it's at 244. Maybe you wait till you get a little double bottom. Maybe you get yesterday's low and it doesn't go through it. 242.98. But I don't know. Would you nibble on this one, Joel? PayPal? Bottom no, uh, The thing is now is that you got a lot of people stuck, right? And you so, do. yeah. I mean, those are two big, thick, red candles there. So... You got a lot of people that tried to pick a bottom in it the last couple of days, you know, 252, 253. That hasn't worked. And then you also have to think about, you know, there's a lot of people still sitting on a lot of profits, right? I mean, look at the move that thing had from basically 100 to 200 uh, last year. And you're still at, you're at 240. So there's big institutions and big players out there. They're, they're not, you know, the cost basis is lower. They're not buying it at 250, open to sell it at 252. So I would just take the look on the monthlies here. Uh, your your next monthly low comes in at 233.61. So if you know, if you think this is a you know an overshoot, you're risking, you know, well, you're up a little bit, you're up a buck forty-eight. Uh, you know, risk 10 bucks, maybe to try and make 20, but it's just it's just got a lot of overhead supply here. I think if the news comes out, it will get a pop, but it won't. It's, it's just not going to be back. At the, uh, I shouldn't say it's not going to be back, but to get back to 270 off the news, we're leaking in here in the S&Ps, Dennis. Do you got some? Uh, do you got some? I don't uh, understand why we were as high as we were. <laughs> you know, so I'm not going to say it's news. I'm like, Facebook's down 16 bucks. Google's down 43 which is off the lows. You got the Snapchat implosion of the tune of 21%. You have some of the other stocks, you know, are, are leaking. There's a few stocks holding us up, but I don't see anything being a hero here. I mean, you know, we've got, you know, Lowe's is trading up a buck. I mean, you've got a few things trading higher. MasterCard's up a couple bucks. There's some rotation keeping us, you know, a few stocks up here, but I don't totally get why the S&P went up as much as it did on, on this. But, you know, it's hard to, this is, this, sometimes rational thought doesn't work. And we're not saying, like, it's the buy the dip mentality that obviously brings us back always. So, and that's not broken. And, you know, I think if I was putting a target on SPY, like we already hit the Spencer Israel target of new highs. We hit it yesterday or the day before on new all-time highs, So, which we did on SPY. Congratulations, Spencer Israel. I don't see this market. You're coming into a season that's historically strong for stocks. You're coming into a season where, Money doesn't know where to go except stocks because, like I said, am I coming in and buying the TLT? No, it was a fantastic selling opportunity up at 146. We talked about that three days ago. Down again. So maybe I should just be a TLT trader. But I, I just don't know where you go. So I think that money yeah, where do you go back in all stocks again. I, I I don't know. I, I called for new highs. I didn't, but after that, I didn't put much thought into it. So <laughs> I think you could see like 475 by the end of the year. Why not? Um, I don't see, I don't, I don't see an alternative. It's the only reason like people, you know, you know, you can have a lot of things you can be concerned about inflation. You can be concerned about rates going higher. You can be concerned about, you know, lots of things in the regular economy. The market has chosen to ignore all that stuff for a long time. And I don't know where it goes. I don't know where the cash goes because inflation is scaring people who are just holding cash. Personally, I hold some real estate. I own some stocks. I have a little bit of cash for a cushion, but I've, you know, like I said, on some of my, you know, cash portfolios, a while it goes up to 40%. I think I'm probably like 25. I'm still sitting with cash and I never go under 15. So I always have some cash, you know, I always want some cash for some cushion. Um, so I never, ever bring my long-term portfolio all fully invested trading i'm on margin i'm using you know break trading capital so i guess it's not margin i'm using break trading capital it's a completely different animal but for my long-term investing i always have some dry powder just in case you know you get some significant sell-off in the stock and you want to get in there i never like being all in so i range probably between 15 percent and like 
40, 45% of my cash component, depending on how I feel. I'm at 25. So I'm like, I kind of, you know, feel fairly confident about stocks or I would be up to like 35, 40 right now. And, you know, and you look at the economy and you think, okay, well, maybe I shouldn't be, you know, thinking like that if interest rates are starting to rise. It's not good for stocks overall. But then I think, well, where are they going to go? So it keeps me somewhat invested. I I, I want us all to think about if we can, if we can brainstorm as a group, because I'm thinking more about this Snapchat news, right? And the implications now, let's let's talk about this, because now you've had two major companies. You had Facebook and you've had Snapchat. Both come out and, and out and outright blame. Apple's new privacy update. You know how you can tell the app not to track you. You know, right? We've, we've all seen that by now. Um, they Facebook and Snapchat now both blamed that for low for for poor advertising and lower lower earnings. So, what other companies are out there that are app based, advertising driven companies? Uh, not necessarily subscription, like like Match Group and Bumble had great and uh, they had great days yesterday because of a different headline from Google. But those are both subscription based companies. That's how they make, they, they make their money. Um, maybe advertising too. I'm, I'm, I don't know the breakdown, but there have to be other companies out there that are app based that get their deri- that derive their revenue from advertising that are also going to come out and blame Apple for poor performance. Chat saying. Like Zynga, yeah, there are tons, but I'm I'm having a hard time here thinking of them. I I know there are many more out there, um, but I'm, I I mean, Pinterest we just talked about. I mean, Twitter hasn't said diddly squat. I, I I'm scared of owning Twitter right now. So for all these reasons, even for the Trump reason, because you can say, okay, well, Trump, maybe this will never come. You know, maybe the, the product won't launch, but. It probably is going. You got Trump behind it. There's huge supporters, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go on that platform. So I think it is competition. Maybe um, maybe Etsy. Um, the, the trade desk is maybe the trade desk. It's more of a ad infrastructure play. Um, I don't I don't know if Uber makes any money from advertising in their app, but um, t- Twitter Twitter is an obvious one here, right? If 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 Facebook and Snapchat have both come out and said, "Yeah, this Apple thing is is not it's not helping us," that's for sure. Then, when Twitter reports, I think they report next week, um, they're probably going to say the same thing. <laughs> I almost pulled the trigger on uh, selling that yesterday. The Twitter, uh, you know, the, yeah, the 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 Trump, uh, you know. Uh, how do you thinking too? This yeah, not good for had, Twitter. Yeah. None of this is good news for Twitter. Not no, nothing no. that has happened. In the last 24 hours is good news for Twitter. Nothing. No. So maybe it's because so maybe it's holding up not bad. So you think, okay, well, maybe it's going to shrug it off. But I, I, I'd be very scared of Twitter right now. I don't have any position in it. I would not want to own it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'm selling in the hole. I mean, it's down 4% <laughs> with the snap move. So maybe now obvious, the obvious people have, you know, can see that. But yesterday was a great opportunity there. Yeah, I was thinking about it all during the day, and then and then I didn't, and then boom, that oh, news got snapped. It. Yeah, snap. But uh, we'll see. I mean, they hit it down to sixty bucks. Got back up to sixty three fifty. Sixty three fifty is going to be your your short term uh, short term resistance. Uh, the bottom of yesterday's range. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that at sixty four seventy four. That's another another two bucks away. Don't see that happening today. The low of the move, the recent low of the move, has been uh, just under fifty eight uh, fifty seven sixty four. But we bounced so hard off that sixty, and I think on, on days like this. You know, anybody that like, oh, wow, man, my 62 puts aren't going to do pretty, you know, they're going to go off the board and then boom, they see the stock at 60, you know, they can scoop it up. They won't, you won't have, you know, next week will be a different thing. But I think that's what uh, is adding a little bit to support, especially that 60. I mean, if you were, you know, short, uh, you know, the 60 puts or something, um, you know. A lot of uh, a lot of optionality, I think, is going to dictate the movement here. But uh, sixty holding up in the pre market. So some good ideas uh, from the chat, maybe Roblox or maybe RVLV. Uh, let's talk. Let's switch gears for a second. I'm just trying to get some ideas out there. But uh, sure. a few people have asked about Sam Adams, Boston Beer Company. Oh, again. Uh, th- this one, this is interesting here. So their their earnings per share for the last quarter was two dollars ninety seven cents. 
their earnings per share in the same quarter a year ago was six dollars and fifty one cents. So oh they went their gosh. EPS went from six and a half dollars to under three dollars in one year. I'm sure a lot of that is 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 input costs and inflation. Um, I don't look too closely into the report, so I don't honestly. Well, know. and like we said, craft breweries are not doing any you know bit of good for the majors like Tap and Sam. Yeah, and there's craft breweries. There's so many of these popping up. It's competition that's not going to go away. So the little guy, it's competition from the little guy. So that doesn't bode well in the long term for it. What I will say is a lot of expectations for Sam are so utterly low. The stock has been cut in half in the last three months. You need to hold, if you can hold this 496 low, which is the low from October, you got a chance to rally on bad news. So, but that's the key level. So if you're coming in here, I don't mind the setup. If you're coming here buying a 500 bucks, which is just tick $500 right now, I stopped myself out of 495, so you're risking about a percent. If you know, if you might see this one. Okay, it's it's you know, let's just you know get it all out of here, and everybody thinks this is as this is done, and you know maybe this is as bad as it gets. I don't know. I'm yeah. not saying for a long term investment here. I'm saying for a trade, buying 500, and stopping yourself out of 495 isn't bad risk reward because you could see something like this. This wouldn't surprise me if it's one that could shrug it off. If it goes down to 495, I would say I'm wrong. And move on. So I'd say I'm risking about just over one percent right now, seeing if it can be one of those situations where a stock rallies on bad news. Intel is not going to do that, but Sam has had bad news for so long that it has a kind of tendency where it could. So it has that potential. I'm not saying it's going to, but it could. I don't mind the risk reward setup to lose five bucks. To right down at the low of the move. Yeah. Um. Another another way to look at this too, if you know, if you if you're not looking at that kind of strategy, you know, picking you know the bottom and and lean on it. Uh, you know, let it show some strength. And yeah. uh, you know, a couple times you bounced uh the five. You know, why you know why wait to buy it at five fifty when you can buy it at five hundred? Well. It may never get to 550 and it may go to 450 first. And then, you know, you can, you know, uh, you know, adjust your strategy accordingly. They haven't taken out that low. There's some other, the, the reason that I, I like that level as well, Dennis. Ooh, what's that next low? No, you took out the 534. What's your next monthly low? 587.95. But it just seems like it's been thick around this 500 for a while. You got some accumulation. Pre-market high of 525, but uh, resistance at the close, 517.22 if it gets back up there. Uh, for those watching, Beyond Meat has at least paused for the moment. But while we're on, you know, we should have talked about Tattooed Chef, TTCF, which is also trading down with it. And um, uh, what's um, uh, uh, O-T-L-Y, Oatly, is, you know, any any of these alternative plant-based, meat, plant-based companies, right, guys. are, are right. going to trade down with the Beyond Meat today. So, watch those if you haven't seen. Hey, what I love was the, the other sympathy place? So Tattoo OTL, Chef. Yeah. yeah, and then t- Tattoo Chef, you have it up there, and then OTLY Oatly Oat Milk. I mean, if you just tasted the Beyond Meat burger, you probably wouldn't have bought the stock. You know what, though, you Joel? Know- if you think you're eating all plant, it's not that bad. I told you my four-year-old kid wouldn't. Right, eat you know, it, you told that story. He, Wait, he I, wouldn't eat it, but I you know what? I, I went to A and W the other day, and it's prices you know what i paid for my AW? i ordered beyond me because i'm trying to eat healthier and it's not that beyond meat's healthy it's not even a healthier meat. option then i'm trying to eat less meat i shouldn't say okay, I'm, trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to eat less meat fair but do you do you know how much the combo cost me for fries pop which i shouldn't get the pop from trying to eat healthier and the beyond meat <laughs> burger let's guess yes, in Wait, canada this is at AW in, in in ontario okay so you know a, 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 fake, a fake meat burger with fries and a drink yeah. Um, fifteen dollars. Well, that's pretty good gas. It was twelve ninety five. Okay. <laughs> Thirteen dollar um, combo. Yeah. Hey, I, 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 I ordered. Gone ordered are the days a, uh... you're eating for five bucks. I'll tell you that much. Did you get yeah. the root beer? Oh yeah, you gotta get the root beer. You go to NW. That's the whole point. Get the Beyond Meat Burger and you get the Beyond Meat Burger. You choke it down with a good tasting root beer. Uh, I I, I actually okay. ordered an Impossible Meatball Sub over the weekend. I, uh, we were at, out to eat and I ordered an Impossible Impossible Meatball Sub. It, it tasted a little, just Where is a that little from? bit. From uh, Joe Brady, uh, what's it called? Joe, uh, Joel, Jim Brady's. Uh, Jim Brady's. Jim Brady's. Uh, it, it tasted a, a, a little bit off, just a little bit. Like, like it was good, but it was just, just not not quite the same. 
not, not quite the same. Anyway, uh, it's 8.58 here. We got a couple minutes left. We've run through a, a, a lot today. Uh, Chad had some good guesses here uh, as far as the, the, the A&W thing. Um, they knew. They knew. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else am I watching? Uh, as far as gainers and losers, we've kind of covered the big ones here this morning. Man, that beyond it really came out of nowhere. Pre-reporting, never a good thing. I didn't even actually look at see the calendar this morning. Is there anyone even on the ca- on the calendar? I should probably have looked at that before the show. I didn't see. Uh, we had Cleveland Cliffs this morning. We had Slumbers here this morning. American Express. Uh, that's the big it. week's next week. Yes, yeah. next week. Facebook is, is Monday. Everybody's going to be watching Facebook now with after the snap report. Oh, yeah. And then you have Google and Microsoft and AMD on Tuesday, Twitter on Tuesday, too. So you're going to hear from these social media companies. Wednesday, you got Ford and McDonald's, uh, Twilio also. <laughs> Thursday, you got Apple, Amazon, MasterCard, Shopify, Starbucks. Friday, Exxon and Chevron. Oof. It's the oil day. So you got some big earnings coming. It's going to be exciting. Joel, I, Joel, I don't own Twitter, but I'm I'm – I'm now I'm now scared for you, uh, so I just spooked myself into being scared for you on Twitter. So I don't know if that if that means anything, but seventeen go. bucks, come and get me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, everyone. Please remember all the information from our yes, show for sure. is meant to be used as informational purposes every day, every show, not for investing or trading or even life or dietary advice for that matter. Uh, thanks no to Kenny. Th- don't th- go to NW, Mike. Don't you. go to NW, apparently, in Toronto. Um, th- uh, thanks to Kenny Glick. Thanks to everyone in our chat. Hit the like button. Joel's moving over right now to premarketprep.com. Com. We're gonna hop. Give me off. some easy symbols, folks, man. Take it easy on me today. Take it easy, I tell you. But uh, That's all a right, song, uh, I believe. good, good job, Triple D. Rick your way out of it. I don't and... think I'm at a good job at all today. <laughs> the DWAC. I have seller's remorse. Me something like I've never had it before. <laughs> I uh, Tough, I, and you, you like Spencer. You bought at thirteen, sold at seventeen. You're like that was a pretty good trade. I got to give some props to my buddy Alex on Twitter though. Before we go, he just uh, messaged. He says he bought a bunch of stock between eleven twenty-seven and sixteen, and he sold only one third at forty-five, and he's still holding two. He's still holding two thirds of the position. So congratulations, Alex. There, buddy. Um, great hold. That's unbelievable. Way better than I can do. I need to learn from you. Way way better than me. I the all it took was one red bar to freak me out. You should have seen me yesterday sweating bullets over that one red bar. Oh no, it's going back because it went. It oh, went it's from, hard because it went from twenty to seventeen in like a minute. Look what I it thought. just did the DWAC. I don't know if Kenny did get stopped out or if he moved to stop uh, down or whatever. But you know he's talking. You know eighty five, ninety got to ninety three. It just traded down like seventy seven. Now it's back at eighty seven. Yeah, it's like this is what happens to me. You know, if I'm in these Momo stocks, you know, you say, oh, I'm going to trail my stop up. You always get stopped out. So it's like you got to just not look at it and like, and obviously then how do you control the risk? And I'm a risk manager at best. So I don't know. You know, even like I set up a trade for Sam, I'm like, okay, I know where my out is. But that's moving slow enough where it's not going to like and stop you out. Stocks are going like this. They hit every stop. Everything gets hit. So I'm not sure. Maybe you got to go really wide with the stops. I'm not sure. Maybe you just throw caution to the wind. So it's tough to trade that stuff. Congrats to everyone who's who's long and strong. Stay green. And um... did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.